Yeah. So what do you think our biggest barriers to equity are here in APS? It's a, there's an inertia. There's an inertia in public education. Mm -hmm. and it comes, I think, in, in large degree to the to, because of the idea that in, in the accountability era, the pressure got turned up on all of us. And we, we teaching is really difficult work. And being a school administrator is really difficult. Or a dean or, or a counselor. I mean, you've got a ton of kids that need service. You've got, you know, you've got limited hours in the day when you can be there to connect with them. Um, every individual within the school is, is in that same space where we're a little bit understaffed and we've got a lot going on. Yeah. And then the accountability era just took that real tight idea and just cranked up the pressure. And so... For outcomes. For and outcomes, yeah. And, and so now... You have this group of people that's that's already really working their tails off to do the best that they can, um, and and now we've taken that and we've just ratcheted up the pressure pressure in such a massive way, and so when we think about equity, it's an acknowledgement that what has been going on in the past was not enough. That we need to think about doing things differently because we see this massive divide in our ability to serve some students where we can't serve others, and so now. We've got this really tight structure, we're barely hanging on, and there's all this pressure. And what we're asking people to do is to step back and stop working for a minute to take a, to take a moment to think about how these things might look differently, and that's going to require doing some learning. Because one part of my experience when I came here is I had this real just intense desire to work towards equity, but I didn't know how to do that. Now, in, in, the, in the midst of that, as I was wrestling with that, I was also in graduate school, and, and, and part of that experience exposed me some ideas about, to some ideas about how to do things differently. But what's really exciting about being here is, is in this district, we have, we have acknowledged that challenge, and we have said, you know what, time out. We've got to think about doing things differently. And so I think that... So how do you get teachers to take that step back away from the intensity of what's going on in their own classroom or, or, or leaders in, in their own school? Well, that's, that's, a, that's a real hard one. I think, I think it starts with acknowledging the, the difficulty of the role and acknowledging the fact that, that we've, we've, we've asked you to, to, to do this really difficult work. We haven't trained you on how to do this really difficult work. Um, and and we're, we're asking you to kind of be open-minded and take some time to to invest with us, mm. um, so I think acknowledging that, but then I think it also means thinking very clearly about what are we taking off of teachers' plates? What are we taking off of administrators' plates? How are we creating, as a, as a colleague said to me this morning, it's about creating the time and space to have the conversation, to, to, to participate in the learning, and, to, to, and that needs to be ongoing time and space. So as we're trying new things, as we're experimenting, as we're learning together, that we're also taking that time to, to check back in, to reflect on how it's going, to make adjustments to our path, to, 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 to maybe connect to some new, new learning opportunities. So I think it's about creating time and space where those, those things can happen. And that takes some real creativity. Absolutely, and, and, the, and the way in which you sort of orchestrate that. I'm, I'm interested in that idea of taking something off of the plate. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like you have a sense of maybe even just one thing that has worked to take off of the plate of teachers or leaders that then does create some of that space and time? Um, I, think, I, think for, it's, I think that's an easier question for teachers than it is for leaders, believe it or not. And, mm. and, um, 
and, and I think, and this is a fair, this is a really tough one, and this is where the accountability era makes this particularly difficult. Um, the promise of Common Core, mm -hmm. which it has not lived up to, is that we would do less content more deeply. Mm. We need to help deliver the promise of Common Core that it failed to deliver in its, in its own right, which is to actually say to teachers, you know what, we need more depth on these core ideas, and we need you to spend less time on these periphery pieces. And there's, and in order to do that really, really well, and I was really proud of the work that we did as a, as a math group, the math coordinators, before I stepped into my new role, and, and I know they're still working on this, is, um, is, is, is being able to help teachers come together and map out a learning trajectory that really does deliver on that promise that no, we're not covering every single mathematical idea ever known to man. Right. We're going real deep in those in those really important spaces, and we trust it because we helped craft this learning trajectory. And Common Core has put out some good resources to that end, but it's nobody politically wants to make that statement because there's so much pressure on these assessments, and 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 it, you you create the pressure creates this feeling of a need to get every question right. And um, and it's so misaligned with our current reality. You know what I mean? I, I, I do all this work with statistics. I have a master's degree in mathematics, a bachelor's and a master's in mathematics. And you know what I never took? No. A statistics course. Is that right? And you know what? I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm going to be all right. <laughs> um, and, I, and I think that it's, that human reality that I, I, I would I would argue that you could find about any professional in this building and, and they could identify a space where there was something that maybe they should have learned somewhere along the line and they didn't learn it, but because they learned how to be a thinker, they were able to overcome the fact that no one directly sat and taught them, well, Ben, you need to know this, right? And I think that that's where our teachers, the accountability era has created in our teachers this fear that if I don't hit every one of those little details, that I'm, that I'm selling my students short, that I've missed a boat on something. And that's not the reality. That hadn't been the reality for us for generations. Uh, none of our teachers taught us every little thing there was to know. And we certainly didn't remember all of those things that we were supposed even to if they, Yeah, even if they did happen. And so you think maybe the era of accountability is more about accountability for learning how to think or in doing that critical thinking piece and being able to learn for yourself than it is about the deep, uh, or I should say wide, right? The wide content knowledge that, uh, that has sort of traditionally been um, the sphere of, of an individual teacher. Um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think the accountability era came about because of our unwillingness to move and to shift our practice, mm. because of that initial inertia. But now that the accountability era is here, we need to think, it, it forces us to think differently about our practice. So better or worse, there's a lot of things I don't like about high-stakes high standardized testing, and, and, and certainly I'm not alone in that. Um, but I think that the, the, shine, the silver lining there is that it does force us to think differently. And it forces us to say that, that we've, we've got to get away from kind of the, the old model of, of, here, let me present to you every single thing that you were supposed to learn, and now it's up to you to kind of learn it. Shifting that to say, no, let's let's together work on what it means to be a learner of mathematics, what it means to be a learner of language, what it means to be a learner of history. Mm. Um, 
it, 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 it forces us where it should force us uh, to begin to have those conversations. And, and, and for you, those conversations are about equity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Nice. So uh, at this point, I'd love to hear your thoughts on your questions. Like, what is a question that is constantly plaguing you or that you are really trying to answer as a part of your role in ABS? There's a there's a there's a divide. We've 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 become siloed in our roles. Teachers have a certain role. Deans have a certain role. Administrators have a certain role. Uh, support team members have a certain role. Directors have a certain role. And and I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering how can we as a group uh, begin to tear down those walls? Begin to tear down um, those traditional structures um, and and come to a space where where we can develop better trust yeah. and we can become better listeners and develop better empathy for, for, for all those different people in those different roles um, and, it's, and come together around that central theme of equity and about the service of our community um, in a way that will really meaningfully move the work forward. So if, if you want to know what my question is, um, my question is uh, how can we come together to be more collaborative, to be more trusting in our work together. And our awesome question. I think that hopefully together we can kind of answer that and, and really start to build those those structures to support and and to collaborate, right? Like collaboration doesn't mean a whole lot unless we actually do something together and, yeah. and create something together. So I really appreciate your time. Thank, Thank you, you so much. My joy.